Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Last Night in Vegas. We are back with another episode where we went to the Aria and we ended up trying the Bardot Brasserie over on the restaurant row level at the hotel. And uh, we're going to give you our thoughts on how we thought it came out. Uh, we're also going to kind of give you uh, some of my thoughts on sort of Aria in general in terms of their like cuisine and just sort of how they kind of like to do business at the Aria, which is a little different than every place else in Las Vegas. So uh, we'll be highlighting Bardot, which is a French brasserie on the restaurant row level at the Aria Hotel and Casino. Hey, everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting who have been experts in specialized coating servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, so we are back. So we're going to be talking about Bardot. So a uh, quick little story. So usually when I pick these places, I have sort of an idea of what I want to try. I usually try to remember what I had last time, uh, the week before, so I don't duplicate or I don't want to try the same thing over and over again. So I ended up picking Aria because that's a hotel that I wanted to spend time at. I only go to places that I want to spend time at. So there's a bunch of like local places in town, like there's places like... Uh, Parkway Tavern, there's a bunch of other different bars, PTs. These are great. These are great for locals. People love to go there. They have, you know, it's very, you know, comforting. But honestly, like, that's not where I want to hang out at. I want to hang out at, you know, where the action is. I want to see beautiful people. I want to hang out with beautiful people. I want to hear interesting stories. Um, and as much interesting stories can happen at PTs and, and things like that, um, I like to hear it from, you know, maybe the horse's mouth. I like to be there when the action is happening. So uh, that is kind of how I go about choosing some of these places, just because, again, it's kind of where I want to hang out at, so that's where I want to hang out. So I end up going to the Aria. I was going to try their Asian restaurant, which their name is actually escaping me right now, so um, I'll have to remember it. I always come up like thinking about these things, and then I just totally forget. So um, I've been to a couple different places there. I've been to uh, Cathedral. I've also been to... Uh, well, I've also been to uh, Tokumadera. Uh, I've also been to their like food court area, and um, I just kind of just—I've been to Javier's. Uh, I'm just kind of like interested on in seeing, you know, what all these places are and how if they're worth it. Essentially, um, I was gonna go to Blossom. That was the place that I was gonna go to, and I—you know—it's it's the middle of the week. It's usually like Wednesdays when I go, and I wanted to try it out just because I was in an Asian food kind of mood, and. I walk up, and of course, it's the same thing every time. I have such a problem with the Aria for this. I walk up, and I say, hey, you know, it's just just for me. I'm just looking to sit at the bar. They don't have a bar, so can't do nothing about that. They don't have a bar. And 
I was like, oh, well, I'm just I'm just one person because just for those of you that travel alone, most of you know this, um, you can't really make a reservation for one. And it's kind of frowned upon if you make a reservation for two and then just one person shows up. Uh, they don't like that either. So anyways, no bar. I say it's just myself. It doesn't look it's not that busy. I understand how reservations work. And they say, well, we don't have any reservations till 945. How is that possible? This always happens at the Ari. It's so annoying. I also get really annoyed at a couple of the other restaurants that are at this property that they reserve their bar tops, which I guess they can do. It's their restaurant. But where does that leave people like me, single people who just want to go and, you know, might be there on business. When you're on business, you don't really make reservations because you never know when you're going to be pulled into a meeting. You don't know how long your conference might run. So, yeah, it's it's helpful for these bar tops to be open for people who are alone and they want to just have a bite. So I have a little bit of a problem of reserving bar tops just because, again, for people like me, single folks, that's where we like to go eat at and that we're not able to make reservations in advance for single people. So there has to be some give and take there. So. I'd like that to be one thing that maybe, you know, is looked into, changed, that you're able to make reservations for single parties. Um, most reservation systems do not allow that. So, I don't know. Just something that I want to, you know, take into account. And it's, I don't know. It's just something that we got to get worked out. It's, maybe we could do like a spend minimum. I don't know. But I usually spend about 100 bucks by myself anyways. So, I mean, that's usually what I budget for two people. Um, and I just budget it for myself now. Uh, but if you, I usually budget for two people at this point in my life, I'll budget between 125 to 150 for an outing. So I don't know, we can figure it out anyways. So let's get back to the actual review itself. So I couldn't go to blossom. So I sort of started wrapping my head around where do I want to try out? Where can I go from here? Uh, so I almost ended up going to the park MGM cause it is connected and trying out, uh, uh, Bavette's, which is their steakhouse there, which was cool. I didn't really want to go there because, you know, I wasn't in the mood for that yet. So I ended up going upstairs, walking around and Bardot, uh, which was not very full at that point. It was uh, the kitchen itself. The, the restaurant itself was actually pretty full, um, but the bar tops were pretty open. So kind of did the the walk around Jean Georges and then Carbone. And then I made settled on Bardot, which I haven't been to yet, um, which funny story when I used to be a concierge. This was before I was refined back in the day. Um, I 100% called it Bardot. And I had a friend, uh, his name's Andy. And Andy, very refined gentleman, looks at me and says, Oh my God, did you just call it Bardot or Bardot? Oh, you're ridiculous. So uh, that was my favorite Andy impersonation. Uh, anyways, so I've come to learn that it is Bardot, which is a French uh, brasserie. I might be pronouncing that second part wrong. Might be pronouncing it right. Who knows? But it's the closest that I can get, which is essentially a fast, casual cafe, essentially a French word. So I ended up going in, and the menu is very, very French. Um, a lot of stuff that has butter in it, beautiful desserts. They have macrons in all of the dessert options. Uh, they have lobster. They have beef wellington, which is um, actually like more of like an English thing, but it's also just uh, typically a type of cuisine as well now uh they have the bardot wellington which is very interesting it's a uh, 12 ounce filet mignon with ham uh black truffle they have palms puree Ooh, that looks delicious actually 
That looks good. I don't know. I might have to get that next time. That looks really good. But they actually have very, very uh, approachable things in their menu. They have steak frites, which is their New York strip with butter. And then it also has a uh, Bordelais sauce, uh, obviously with frites, fries. Um, they also have swordfish, which you don't see that very often in a lot of menus. Uh, they have the regular chicken, filet mignon, ribeye, so on and so forth, which are actually quite approachable prices, which is quite nice. Um, they also have a ratatouille gnocchi, which that sounds very, very interesting. Uh, but I wanted to try something a little bit different. They also have French onion soup, which is pretty typical of a French restaurant. Uh, they also have a lot of uh, cheese for dessert, fromage, uh, which is cool. They also have really nice uh, salads as well on the menu. So the menu actually itself is actually quite diverse, which is really great if you're going to be coming with somebody who might want to try something a little bit unique and then somebody who wants to try something a little bit more straightforward. Uh, but I have to say, the items on the menu were actually very approachable. Um, the hors d'oeuvres, though, are a little bit out of this world, I would say. Uh, they have their steak tartare, which that's pretty pretty straightforward. They have caviar deviled eggs, which my dad would love to try the deviled eggs part of it. Um, he might just end up trying the caviar just because it sounds fancy. Uh, they also have smoked salmon, foie gras. They also have a cucumber fromage blanc. Ooh, I said all those words correctly, um, which looks pretty simple enough. It's just grilled cucumber herbs, whipped fromage, which fromage is cheese for those of you still wondering. Um, that's interesting. They also have this thing, which is called an octopus cassoulet, which that looks wild. I'm sure somebody orders it. Uh, so that's interesting. But we're going to be talking about, they also have like all their shellfish stuff. So they have a seafood tower. They have caviar. They also have a shrimp cocktail, all this other good stuff. Poached mussels, which looks good for other people. Maybe not myself. But we are here to talk about what I had. So I ended up getting the escargot, which I've actually never had escargot. For those of you that have ever watched Pretty Woman, I had been waiting to say this one line the entire time. And here it is. Who ordered this? The gentleman did, ma'am. Bon appetit. These are escargot. It's French for snails. It's a delicacy. Try it. God. Slippery little suckers. So without me trying to be like, you know, um, um, Edward, that's who it is. So uh, they end up going to a French restaurant, and then he orders her the escargot. And he says, it's French. It's a delicacy. Try it. And it came with the actual shell on it. And I was like, oh, man, I just really want to try these. And I've actually been to France um, with my with my ma. And uh, we actually saw somebody get escargot. And it looks interesting. It typically is very green. So typically when it comes out of the shell, it is very green. Um, and you have the little like fork, a little holder, and you take it out. That's sort of the traditional way of doing it. So I was very excited about that. Uh, that did not happen. So before we get to the escargot, um, I did get a beautiful baguette, which was hot and warm, delicious. But it actually comes with uh, a baguette. Uh, so it comes with the escargot actually in the little, like the holders. It has, um, it says it's classically prepared. It comes with absinthe, butter, garlic, and a baguette, of course. And the baguette is actually chopped for you uh, quite nicely. So once we get to it, here it comes out. And it's, just, it's honestly, it does not look good. So when it comes out, it's not going to win any presentation awards in terms of viewing because it is green. Uh, basically, it's in like this bowl with a bunch of like holders and it's green. It looks oily. Um, it also has like these little sort of uh, toppings on, on top of it, of course. Uh, and I was very, very intimidated. It comes with a little fork as well. And our spoon, actually. And has all these juices that are in it. So you 
It didn't come with the shell. I was so mad it did not come in the shell, which probably was maybe for the best. So they take it. They de-shell it for you. That's how it's served. And then you, I was instructed by um, Tony D. Uh, Tony Dion. I don't want to forget his name. So he's actually an awesome bartender over at uh, Bardot, who's been here forever. Uh, he might be a little bit much for some people, but I loved it. So he's super Italian. He's from Italy, grew up in, in the United States, but still has that sort of like forget about it kind of feel to him. He's awesome. Great stories by this guy. So if you end up going to the Ari and you just want to have great stories and a really good bartender, because um, he can make drinks for sure, uh, Tony Diana is the man. So check him out. Also check him out on Instagram. I'll check it out. I'll put it you know somewhere in the... Um, the details in this pod, but you just really need to check him out. He's awesome. So, anyways, so he told me he's like, "Oh yeah, make sure you get the make sure you get the baguette. You put it on top, put butter on it. Great." So, um, actually, that was for the other dish coming up later. So, anyways, um, I took took it out, put it onto the baguette. Each baguette had its own, you know, bite. And I have to say, this escargot was not bad it's actually really good it basically is a really good appetizer because it's basically butter on bread because all it is is like a textured butter that goes on to your baguette so the escargot a little bit intimidating but it's a very very buttery taste so really what you're going to get the most is that butter uh flavor that comes through so again the escargot not bad it was about 26 bucks which isn't too bad it's a delicacy i'm air quotes as i write it uh but it was good so yeah the, the escargot not bad would i try it again at this point sure wouldn't not mind trying it again it's kind of a lot for one person though so like as a beginner getting into it i ate most of them i think it came with like eight different choices like eight different little slots or you know little individual bites um i had seven of the ten but I had a lot to eat later. So uh, moving on. So I did end up getting a cocktail while I was there. I always like to try to get uh, one of their classic cocktails. Um, I usually also get a old fashioned just to sort of test them to see how they stack up against other people's old fashions. Uh, but yeah, so I tried to catch a thief, which it's one of the first items on the menu for the cocktails. Um, it's a Grey Goose vodka, elderflower, lemon, vanilla infused passion fruit, and seltzer, which you can't really taste the seltzer in it. But very lemony flavor to it. It feels sort of like uh, a lemon drink from Italy, even though it's French. But it feels very fresh, very, very fragrant, a lot of citrus that cuts through it. Really, really good flavor to it. So if you're not somebody who likes very uh, spirit-forward cocktails, would highly recommend the To Catch a Thief uh, for somebody who was looking to try something a little bit fruitier. And I would say that uh, is very, very good, uh, which I think lemon is a fruit vegetable maybe you guys should let me know so yeah dm us on any of our platforms concierge confidential uh, underscore lv or you can check out the video uh, which we're going to do for this particular episode uh, up on tiktok which is going to be at keys to vegas so make sure to check us out on all of our socials leave us comments let us know something you might want to do and we might get to it so just keep that in mind so as I kind of go through the menu, um, I, did, I wanted to try something different, but I didn't want to try a burger. I didn't want to have, you know, anything, you know, that I can get anyplace else. So I ended up vying for their short rib, which their short rib was very, very different, but in a good way. So I ended up trying their glazed short rib, which is uh, it comes with white wine, beef au jus, fingling potatoes, and Paris mushrooms, whatever those mean. So it comes with a short rib. 
Uh, so they serve the short rib sort of like in this bowl, and it actually is sort of um, like on a bed of the jus, and then beautifully like mandolin, like perfectly thick, but also like just the right amount of like cookness uh, to the potatoes and also to the carrots that were in it were very, very delicious, very, very um, comforting. And it also had the the mushrooms in it as well, which I'm not a big fan of mushrooms, so I didn't have too many of the mushrooms. But it was a, like when you first looked at it, when I first poked it with the fork, it was a little, a little firmer than you would think a short rib would be. Most short ribs in Vegas have a very heavy sauce on top, and then you're able to just sort of you know, use the fork and just cuts and falls apart. This one did not. This one you did need to cut. So I was a little bit nervous. But once you just cut into it, it actually is very silky and very smooth when you're actually eating it with, you know, even texture. And then uh, this is the one where Tony D was like, yeah, yeah, me, just remind me. I'll get you a baguette. And you get the baguette. You put the butter on it. You put it in the jus, and it's perfect. And I have to say, great recommendation by Tony D because it actually was awesome. It was a very beautiful accompaniment to just sort of soak up the juices in the baguette. And it was delicious. And also, just going back to sort of the ambiance of the entire place, it's really, really fantastic in terms of groups just because they have larger tables. It's kind of loud in there, but it feels like a bustling parish street, which is really, really fun. And when you go inside, it has this beautiful... Uh, centerpiece flower, uh, flower arrangement that's really good. The kitchen is open, so you can see actually see where the cooks are in the back. You can't see them making the dishes because they have the pass, obviously, and they have all of the uh, waiters, waitresses uh, walking through. So you can't really see the kitchen, but you can kind of see them moving back there. But it feels like sort of a French, like a French brasserie, like you're supposed to, like a little cafe that is inside of a giant hotel. So it does sort of transport you to kind of a cool time, which I think is always fun, but I liked it. But even so, like it transitioned into the food quite well because this short rib was actually very, very comforting and homey. And it felt very, it felt very much like a, like a peasant's dish in terms of how it felt because it was the short rib and you cut through it. And just like sort of the juice that was in, just felt so, uh, so much like home, which is great. It felt so much like a stew, but it wasn't a stew. It wasn't a soup, but it felt like it. And it just felt warm and just a beautiful feeling eating this wonderful dish. So really top marks for the short rib. I really loved it. And it was only like 60 bucks. So that's the kind of the fun part is uh, usually short ribs are, you know, somewhere around those prices. So usually between like the 40 and $60 prices, just in terms of Las Vegas. But if you wanted something that is not a steak, but you wanted something familiar, I think this glazed short ribs will get you there for sure. So I really enjoyed the short rib. Really, really fantastic job eating it. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. The escargot was really good. The, the short rib was fantastic. If you're somebody who doesn't want to do the escargot or some of the weirder items, they do have salad on the menu. They have their Bardot salad. They have a summer market salad, which is kind of like their standard salads that they have. Um, and they also have French onion soup, which most people, if they want to sort of venture outside of their comfort zone, they'll order a French onion soup just because it's something that 
is very approachable, but also something that feels a little bit more exotic than they would get like a chicken noodle, for example. Um, just remember, before I get to the dessert part of this, that they are very well known for their brunches. So if you wanted to try something that was really, really fantastic for Bordeaux, definitely stop by their brunch one day. So I'm not a big brunch person, but looking at their brunch menu, looking at their brunch options, would highly recommend brunch for uh, for Bordeaux any time of of, of the year. So really, really great option for Bardot, really known for their brunches. So that's really, really good. So uh, anyways, let's move on to dessert. So the cool thing about dessert was I was going to just finish up there because I had two drinks, an appetizer, a, you know, a, I had a, the uh, the entree, obviously, but uh, Tony D'Angelo or to, 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 Tony D. Diana uh, was like, you know what? I'll get you dessert. Don't leave. I got gotcha. you. So um, he said it was my birthday. So thank you for saying it was my birthday. So for those of you watching the video, when you go back and check it out on Concierge Confidential underscore LV um, or on TikTok at Keys to Vegas, you will see that it says happy birthday on the rim. Uh, let's just say, sure, it might have been my birthday. Wink, wink. Uh, but anyways, so I ended up trying and I didn't ask for it. He actually just put it together and they brought it out. So really didn't know it was coming. So that's always interesting. Because uh, I'm a little bit picky, kind of a picky eater. I've gotten better over the years. But this was their chocolate grand macaroon. Or macron, sorry. Macron. That's French. Uh, chocolate grand macaron on the menu. And it's a French almond cookie, essentially. Uh, Grignola. Grignola. Sure, we'll go with it. Um, and a chocolate mousse that was actually on top of it. And it was Amazing. It was so, so good. And I don't actually like macarons. I don't like the small ones. It's a little bit too chalky. But you really didn't taste it in this particular macaron, which was really great. So um, you cut through it. It had the cream on the inside. It had the chocolate that was sitting, you know, just sort of draped on top. And it was super, super tasty and very, very, you know, again, like I'm going to say comforting and delicious. So I really enjoyed everything about this meal. Would highly recommend Bardot. For anybody who's looking to come to Vegas and you want to try something maybe elevated, but maybe something that isn't too, too, you know, super, super crazy where no one's going to be able to get anything else except yourself. So highly recommend Bardot for anybody traveling to Vegas and you want maybe a little bit of a French flair, but don't want to get too, too over the top like uh, Guy Savoie, which is a really well-known restaurant in Vegas that does French cuisine or like a Jean Robichon, which that's a Michelin star restaurant. Uh, another French restaurant in town, <clears throat> which is, again, higher end. So a lot of these French French restaurants are going to be, you know, on the top tier. Uh, definitely more of a Michelin star quality uh, are Jean Robichon, Guy Savoie. They also have uh, Partage, which that's actually off the strip, but really well known for being uh, a tasting menu option in Las Vegas. So uh, that was our review of Bardot. I kind of let some things off my chest in terms of the Aria. So we'll just let it sit for now. But if you want to check out any of our videos, again, I just mentioned it earlier. Contrast Confidential underscore LV is where you can find this video for this particular pod. You can also find it on TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas. Same thing with uh, Twitter, which is at Keys to Vegas, which I try to keep up with Twitter. But honestly, we're not on there that often. But Every once in a while, we'll share something interesting on there as well. So anyways, a big shout out to Tony D. Diana, who is absolutely fantastic as my bartender. And I really hope you guys are able to go over and check it out uh, with him uh, behind the bar. So again, this was Last Night in Vegas with me, Brian Ortega. If you see me out in town, that's awesome. But remember, keep it confidential.